Well, we have finally arrived. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Christmas is here. Over the past few weeks, we have spent time preparing, soaking in all that this most wonderful time of the year has to offer. We recounted together the words of the prophet and declared that the time is coming. The time for something new, for something bold, for something that would turn the world on its head. We shouted out together with John the baptizer, prepare the way of the Lord. Reminding us that this is a time to prepare for the coming of Christ. To not just prepare our homes and our churches, but to prepare our hearts by making room for the Christ who comes. We sang alongside Mary and celebrated this time to rejoice. And in our singing, all our hearts began to beat as one. A unified cry of joy and celebration at all that Jesus has brought and all that Jesus will bring into our world. And then yesterday, our Final Sunday of the Advent season, we paused for just a moment for a time to reconsider. To reconsider the power of the birth of Christ and the ways in which Jesus wakes us up and calls us to a new way of living and a new way of loving. Yes, it has all built to this time, to this moment. The bells are ringing, the lights are shining, the angels are singing, the shepherds are running. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. And yet, if I'm being honest, this moment can be a bit underwhelming. Yes, it is beautiful. Yes, it is nice to be joined by family and friends to celebrate the holiday. And oh, thank goodness we are done with all the shopping and the cooking and the cleaning and the wrapping. I mean, let's face it, it's an exhausting time of the year. And so when we do finally arrive at this moment, I'm afraid we, or at least I, feel more like collapsing on the couch in my sweats with some fuzzy socks instead of singing and celebrating. Some of us may even feel a bit let down by the expectations of a grand holiday that seem to get sidetracked or derailed by some issue or another. We spend so much time preparing and, and getting ready for this moment that, will, that comes that sometimes it just comes and goes and before we know it our houses are quiet and bare and it's back to life as usual. Oh, I wish... This wonderful time would last. I mean, shouldn't we feel some sort of great transformation as a result of this season? 
especially when we consider, right, the reason for the season. It is the birth of Jesus, the birth of Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, God coming on earth, divine in flesh, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, Emmanuel, God with us. Shouldn't that mean something? As the preacher, I know I should say yes, yes. But this moment that we've been waiting for, well, it's not always the kind of moment that we expect. In fact, it might be a little more ordinary than extraordinary. A little more Clark Griswold and a little less Miracle on 34th Street. A little less magical and a little more messy and maybe a little more mundane. So tonight as we turn to Luke's account of the Christmas story, I think we might gain a little more insight into the expectations of this moment. This moment we've all been waiting for, not just the holy family of the first century, but all of us in the 21st century. What does this moment mean? So we turn now to Luke chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. The first enrollment occurred while Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage, and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. So she gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the guest room. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, there it is, this wonderful, glorious, world-changing, life-transforming moment. And yet it all seems so ordinary. It lacks all the, the pomp and circumstance that we've come to associate with Christmas. But, you know, I must admit, I think I kind of like it that way. If we come back to the core, to the heart of the story, this is what we find. God coming to earth in much the same way we all did. Being born a baby into a world where most of the people don't know and most of the people don't care. You know, there are hundreds of thousands of, of artistic depictions of the Christmas story of the Holy Family and the scene at the manger. But one of my favorites is by American artist Gary Melkers. We're going to see it up on the screens. 
Now, in his version, we see Mary and Joseph tucked away in what looks like an empty cellar with a newborn baby wrapped and asleep before them. Mary looks to be asleep as well, no doubt exhausted from not just giving labor, but from a long journey to Bethlehem just before that. She's leaning against some old wheels and pieces of wood. I'm not sure you can see that detail, but I'm sure it's to keep her from pressing against those damp walls of the cellar. I'm sure her clothes are already soaked with sweat from the events earlier in the evening. We see a a water bowl and a jug right beside her, implying that the birth took place right there, where they now sit and lay. Joseph, well, he also looks pretty exhausted, slumped on a stool with coats and blankets to try and keep warm. Although I'm sure he is desperate for some rest, the look on his face tells us that he is deep in thought, wondering about these many moments that he has just experienced. From the dream of the angel to the journey to Bethlehem and now to the birth of this child. This child who is his and yet not his own. He watches over his wife and his child, wondering what his future will hold. But then we have the one bright spot in the painting. The light coming up from the child. Here in a water trough made up to be a bed lays the baby they had been waiting for. The baby we've all been waiting for. He too appears to be sleeping and totally oblivious to his less than ideal arrangements. Here in this painting, Jesus is literally the one bright spot in the cold, dark stone cellar. Jesus is the one bright spot in the midst of uncertainty and exhaustion and weariness all around him. If you look to the the back of the painting, that back left corner, we see out the door and it looks like a new day is dawning. And as the brightness of the new day begins outside, so does the light of a new life shine within the darkness. This is how Jesus arrives. He is born into a time when the people were experiencing great oppression, forced to follow strict rules and laws, even when obeying meant bigger and higher taxes. Born in a time when the people lived in fear under this false peace of the empire, the the Pax Augusta. Born to a woman who was pregnant before marriage, 
with a father who planned to quietly divorce her until an angel convinced him otherwise. Jesus is born not in his own home, but arriving into the world homeless without even a place in the guest room. Jesus, our King, born like any other peasant. Jesus, our Lord, born like any other servant. This moment, this moment we've all been waiting for, this moment that turns our world upside down, this moment that has the power to transform our lives, it's, it's not even that special. But that's okay. Because it reminds us that, that this is how Jesus continues to arrive. This is how Jesus continues to come into our lives and into our world. He comes in those moments when we least expect it, in those moments when maybe we don't have a place to stay, those, those times when maybe we don't have a strong family support system around us. Those moments when we don't know what the future holds, that is when Jesus comes. He comes to shine his light when we find ourselves overwhelmed by darkness. Jesus comes when we are beaten down by the powers of the world to lift us up beside him. Jesus comes into our ordinary. He comes when we are exhausted, when we are weary. And we find ourselves in our own cold, dark stone cellars. Jesus comes and, and he brings with him hope. Hope for when all seems lost. Jesus comes and brings with him peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that no earthly ruler could ever secure. Jesus comes and, and he brings with him joy, joy that resides deep within our souls and depends not on our own circumstances, but on him. And Jesus comes, Jesus comes and brings with him love, love without limits, love without borders, love without conditions. Jesus comes to us without celebration and fanfare, without a lot of excitement or glory. But Jesus comes. And that is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Jesus, coming into our world, into our lives, God with us. God with us. God with us. 
And so we, we continue in our Christmas celebrations. You may go from this place to gather with more family, to celebrate some more. We will laugh and we will smile. We will share food and drink. We will rip open our presents and give thanks for all that we have received. But in the midst of it all, I pray that we won't forget that moment we've been waiting for. That moment we desire, the moment our souls truly need. A moment that comes a little more quietly. Maybe a little more subtly. But that moment that Jesus comes into our lives and invites us to him shining his light into our lives and drawing us close. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.